it is another day. I am so glad to be back with you guys. It's been a minute, but this is your girl, your homie, your friend, Kristen Patterson, author of the up and coming book, The Misses of Being Mr. and Mrs. And you are listening to The Misses of Being Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. Guys, I'm trying to tell you, doing these podcasts and staying on track, I know there's valuable information to be had and to be received through these. It's probably why I feel like there's just been so many distractions and so many things that have stopped me from doing this. But I'm back. I'm back and I'm ready to be consistent, to give you guys good quality content on some thoughts and ideas that are just not my ideas, but they're conglomerate of conversations that I've had or you have, again, guests on that, that speak to these misses. And what, what do we mean by misses? Let's just go back to that. There are things that happen within the confines of relationships, not just marriages, but I'm speaking specifically to marriages that cause us to miss each other. There are things like miscommunication, there are mishaps, there are mistakes. There are these misses of being Mr. and Mrs. Um, and so we're going to unpack those things. We're going to talk about those things because I can tell you this. Before I got married, I had no idea about all these misses that could happen in being married. No idea. Been in relationships, but there's something different about the misses or being Mr. and Mrs. Because what happened, one of the things I've spoken about recently with a friend of mine is that you know, in dating and, and things like that, you're working to put something together. It is a completely different phenomenon that happens when you move to try to keep something together. It's a different ball game. Once you make that commitment to say that we are going to be together, we are going to be committed to one another until death do us part. different than us saying we are going to be together to figure out whether or not we're going to part. It's different. It's a different reality. And once you stepped over into that reality, once you stepped over into that space of where you are now saying we are going to keep this thing together. There is these things that transpire sometimes, monthly, sometimes weekly, sometimes daily, sometimes minute by minute. But it is the reality that a lot of married couples are going through. And nobody's really having honest conversation about these misses. Um, has gone through what I like to call mistaken identity. And 
when you have a mistaken identity that that comes from the peeling back of the layers of understanding your spouse and who your spouse is. Some of us got married early in the game. I know for me and my husband, uh, we got married about a year to the date of when we met. Didn't take us long to figure out that that is what we wanted to do and, and that is how we wanted to move forward. And it's been crazy because I have learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about my husband and the man that he is and how he operates and how he moves and how this makes him feel and this and the third. And it doesn't make me different than the person I met. It just enhances my experience with the person that I met. Some say that, you know, you should take your time and wait it out, you know, learn each other and this, that, and the third. And, you know, we can even debate that back and forth about whether or not, you know, it's good to wait and date or when you know just that. Maybe we'll do a podcast on that. I think that one would be good. Matter of fact, we're going to do that. I'm going to put together some folks, um, some folks that, that dated for a long period of time, um, and some folks that, that uh, didn't wait and went on with it in quick fashion. Definitely think that would be a good one. So look out for it. Tune in for it. Because um, it's definitely coming. But in reintroducing you guys to what this platform is and what we hope for it to become is really just us being open, honest, and transparent. Me being open, honest, and transparent. I am living out the words of my book that's coming out. Yes, I am still in the process of writing it. And each time I pick up the pen, I think about another myth uh, that I could possibly uh, share some experience about or share um, some ideas about that have come from, again, other couples. I'm not writing this book. Yes, I am the author of it, but it is being written with over a hundred years, almost a hundred years total together of marital experience couples that have been together 20, 30 years, um, and then couples that have been together for a couple years, a year or two. I think there's value in both aspects. Those that will tell you, give you good wisdom on how they're still traveling through. I don't think anybody, any couple, that I've talked to, whether or not they've been together 40, 50 years or one to two years, that they can say they have figured it all out. They're still trying to understand each other. They're still trying to uh, move with each other to, to and through forever. They're still having these messages. And so, 
you know, misses again. It happens all the time. They are part of relationships. But our goal again here is just to honestly dissect these messages that somehow or another we could potentially do it a little better. That we could be a little better individually and collectively. That we can move forward with one another. And so my ask for anybody that's listening, my first ask is to share this podcast. Share this podcast. Share it with your network. Share it with your uh, any and everyone. My, 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 my ask is that you share it. Because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are things that we are going to discuss that will won't be necessarily earth moving or new or or any of that. It will be relevant. It will be impactful. And we hope to hit on every episode three things. We hope to equip empower, inspire, and inform. I said three things and I gave you four. But we really want to empower, inform, and inspire. That's it. That's what the book will be crafted along those furniture. It is my desire to see Meredith thrive and to see couples walk in the joy of their idea. They're walking in the joy of their idea. That day was joyous. Most of us have pictures that we can look back at our wedding day. It's a joy-filled day. It is my it is my soul's desire that couples walk daily in the joy of their idea. And the day that you declare to that other person in whichever manner and vow or however you may have done it. But daily walking in the joy of that day. There was all smiles. There was all bunch of teeth. I remember being at one of my friend's weddings and I promise I never saw her husband smile as much as he did that day. Not to say I've never seen a smile since then, but I never see him smile that much. And my prayer for them is that they they get to the place where they are daily living in the joy of that day. But if we're gonna daily live 
then we definitely have to understand how to address the things that happen. There's a chapter in the book where we'll talk about blended families. Now, I have a very unique story when it comes to blended families. I was born in a big blended family. I am technically the only child of my mother and my father. However, I have two sisters and one brother. We were the mini Brady family. The green gang, if you want to call it. even unique in how we operate as a family. My brother is legally adopted by my dad. So my dad is his dad. And my sisters are um, biologically my father's daughters. We have different mothers. Me and my brother share the same mother. Now beyond that, we have managed to incorporate each other's mothers and incorporate uh, in-laws and incorporate exes. (laughs) I made a joke to my family not too long ago. If you don't like your ex, I don't know what to tell you better get used to it because they're going to be around. If your new wife don't like your ex-wife, well, I don't know what to tell you because they're going to be around. We're very inclusive family. Um, we we value uh, we value family in a way. I'm not gonna say in a way that I haven't seen other families value family, but you know the experience of being in a blended family and watching it from my perspective work like I've never seen it work before you know you know we we just do it different and I've loved every minute of it now granted I'm a baby and so I think a lot of the challenges and difficulties I missed I didn't see, and I'm a supreme baby, like, my brother is 11 years older than me, all the sisters 16 years older than me, so I'm sure there were some challenges that happened and transpired before I came along, my mom and dad were together seven years before I was born, and so I'm sure within those years and those time frames, there were some difficulties that they went through. And then, lo and behold, here comes little old me. Now, 
is Nikki Faith, SmackDown Sibling University. I now have a blended family. I have two children that I've given birth to naturally. My daughter has a different father. And my son is um, my child with my husband. My child, my my husband has two children from his previous relationship. The crazy thing is the age differences between all of the kids is the same as the age differences between me and my siblings. But we're not constructed. When I was growing up, we were all under the same group. My sisters, my brother, and me. My bonus baby lives with her mother. And then my daughter and my son are with me. Are with us. So it makes for a different uh, experience, to say the least. Um, the impact of the co parent is real. Whether they are whether your children are residing with you or residing with them, that other household and the configuration therein, whether you like it or not, is going to impact your household. The thoughts, the feelings, the beliefs, the hopes, the dreams, the disappointment, whatever has happened between that co-parent and the parent that is in your marriage, that relationship, whether you like it or not, is going to impact your marriage. Either good or either bad, I can guarantee you one thing for certain, two things for sure, it's going to impact. You're going to have to watch your husband or your wife dialogue with someone of the opposite sex to which they've had sex with. You're going to unquiz it because we know that. And have to understand that there is a dynamic there. That is going to impact your marriage. Now. That can cause a whole lot it can cause for a whole lot of miscommunication mistakes mishaps misguided thoughts feelings beliefs misappropriation of funds what do I mean by that well I'm glad you asked uh, what happens when, let's say, uh, a non-custodial parent says to the child, oh, child support ain't enough. Your daddy don't pay enough money for you to do what they 
gift or this, that, and the third. Now that child has some feelings and some thoughts for their father. Well, what do you do? How do you handle that when that child then shows up and all of a sudden has this attitude towards not only you, because you're the obvious, and I'm talking as, you know, stepmother at this point, for lack of a better word, that that child comes over your house upset at you, because after all, you are the reason that it is being uh, portrayed that my father can't do this and that for me because he's busy doing this and that for you. It has an impact on your marital relationship. Now, in true transparency and honesty for my life, for my situation, I have in a way befriended uh, our children's mother. I can have a conversation with her. I'm not necessarily, you know, sharing my deepest darkest secrets, but she has shared some things that go on in her life with me. I prayed for her and with her. Um, it is a very, again, it is a very unique situation. I've also had very ugly arguments with her. But it was one thing that I've always consistently said to her and to my children and to my husband is I'm going to stand on the side of right. And that stand has put me at odds with my husband. Yes, no matter what that you take, no matter how you decide that you want to deal with this idea of being a blended family, I can tell you for certain it will impact your marriage. Of close friends that have been defended. They're all unique. They are all unique in their configuration. Um, there are those that have uh, co parents that are uninvolved in their children's lives. There are those that have co-parents that are superheroes. And what I mean by superheroes, they swoop in every now and again where there's a problem, but then otherwise they change into some other character. And you don't even know they're superheroes. Here they come to save the day. And then off they go. And superhero co-parents. There are actively involved co-parents where you know 
relationship. Huh. You gotta figure it out. Or otherwise, it's going to, you gotta figure it out, period. Because it's going to cause a challenge within your marriage. It doesn't have to impact it negatively. I have seen some beautiful arrangements when uh, folks remarry and the child's mother and the child's father both make a conscious decision that both environments are going to be mutually supportive of each other. Because your relationship with that person didn't work doesn't mean a relationship that they can't have a relationship that doesn't work. But in order to do it right, there has to be an acceptance of the reality. But they've moved on. Whether or not to greener pastures. Or they seemingly, you know, forgot about their responsibilities because they're over here doing their thing. Whatever the configuration is, I if if, if you're listening to this, you're engaged to a person that has children. Or you are coming into a relationship. And you have children. Have the conversation. Ask the hard questions. Ask the hard questions. Talk about discipline. Are the Asian spouse going to be able to discipline their child? Oh, because they will quickly become your child. If in fact they are now disciplining your child in a manner that you are not comfortable with. You will quickly go into defense mode. Not that they're abusing your child in any way. Not talking about that. What I'm talking about is hey, you may have a softer tone when you're discussing a child's misbehavior, and your spouse may take a more aggressive tone. How you feel about that? And in that aggressive tone, you watch your child begin to cry and kind of cower what you gonna do how you gonna handle that and so these these are the type of discussions that the book sets precedent for the book sets 
framework for. But this podcast is going to continue to delve deeper and deeper and deeper into these realities until, I don't know, until we make it to that. Because that's my part. Not only that we live in the joy of our ideas, but that we honor the vow. And we all make it to together forever. Well, folks, I have held you captive long enough. I've run my mouth long enough. I hope that something that was said or shared did one of those three things. Empowered you, informed you, or inspired you. You have listened to the Mrs. of Being Mr. Mrs. Available on all formats, Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast. We're available on it all. We're also on Facebook. Check us out. The Mrs. of Being Mr. and Mrs. page is live. So go check us out there. Uh, join Mob Mr. and Mrs. by liking the page and sharing the podcast join the mob together we can make it this is your girl your friend your homie Kristen Patterson also of the up and coming book and this is a being a famous God bless you thank you for joining